Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. Thanks so much for joining us here on the program. Today, as you can tell, we are starting a little differently than usual because today's program is a very special program. We are going to visit a community in Italy called Daminur. And we're going to find out what it's all about, how long it's been there, why it was created, and the kind of civilization, the lifestyle uh, that is lived in Daminur for people who go there for a day, a week, a month, a year, or in the case of our guest, for uh, quite a number of decades. And uh, we're looking forward to our interview. I want to remind you that this program comes your way Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., We also have podcasts, and they are on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Player FM, Blueberry, and many other locations. And we encourage you to go to our guest's website. So when you're listening to the interview on SoundCloud, click on the grocery cart. It will take you directly to our guest's website where you can find out more about them and about what they're sharing with us here on Tell Me Your Story. And uh, you can connect with them and uh, continue your evolutionary process. And if you like what we are doing here, if you'd like to be a part of it financially, we could really appreciate your support. We have PayPal and Patreon accounts that make your payments or your your contributions, if you will, uh, uh, secure. And they all go towards supporting this radio program and uh, paying the bills uh, to uh, keep the website up and the podcast and all of that good stuff. So uh, we thank you if you have helped us out in the past. And we thank you if you are going to help us out in the future. And we will even take energetic healing. And I also thank you for listening. Uh, These programs are very important. They're part of what is going to change the world. I honestly do believe that. And I hope that you will share with us, share uh, that dream with us as we uh, search for those new ways of living. And I think uh, in our program today, uh, as we uh, venture all the way around the globe to Italy, to this place called Daminur, then uh, you're going to find out more about this civilization and others that are springing up around the world that are saying, look, we want to live a different lifestyle uh, that is slowed down, that is maybe a little less connected, at least as far as the Internet is concerned, and fostering a, a tighter-knit community. So stay tuned. This is Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. special guest today here on the program is, um, a, we'll call her a representative, we'll get her exact title here in a moment, of an, a, a, a very unique uh, community that has been around since the uh, early 70s, 1970s, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and it is a community that continues to thrive to this day here in the 21st century. Which leads me to believe that they have found some of the answers we've been looking for to start building new communities, to start building communities that will last and that will flourish, that will thrive, that will grow to an extent 
that the community wants it to. And we're going to find out just exactly how that goes. Uh, we have with us a representative from the community of the Federation, as its uh, uh, official title is, the Federation of Damanhur. I believe that's how it's pronounced. And Formica Coriandalo is my guest. Uh, thank you, first of all, for joining us all the way from uh, the closest city that most people would know, Turin, Italy. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much, Richard. I'm really, really happy to be here. <laughs> this is very exciting because I have heard about this community for many, many years. I think I, I watched a documentary on it maybe five or ten years ago and was very intrigued uh, by the ability of uh, the folks in Italy. Uh, and literally, it's made up of people from around the world uh, to create a community uh, based upon a particular philosophy, and maybe it's not so specific, it seems rather broad in one sense, uh, that allows people to come in to this community, to uh, assimilate into this community, to thrive. You have your own constitution, which is rather unique, and you also have your own currency uh, uh, and so forth. Uh, first of all, Tell, uh, introduce to our listeners the Federation of uh, Damanhur uh, as it exists today. Uh, what is it? Uh, is it a country? Is it a country club? Is it an, amuse <laughs> an amusement center? Uh, help, us, help us to understand uh, what it is. Yes, with pleasure. Well, first of all, today, Damanhur, is a federation of community which is which has the main core here in Italy, but it's really spread all over. So we have almost 600 people that are living in the communities here in this beautiful green valley, which is called Val Chiusella. It's one hour and a half uh, north from Turin and very close to Milan. And uh, but it's always it's also um, really a worldwide movement. So many people, thousands of people, they know us, they follow us now. And there's some people that are just trying to create their own communities into in other countries, really um, asking for, you know, for help to, to the Federation. And uh, we're very proud to be able to help other, you know, new realities, new communities, new sustainable communities to, to grow. So uh, what Damano is now, it's uh, this federation of more than 26, um, you know, houses where lives families that are part of uh, different communities. You have to know that the social structure of Namano has changed so much in all these years. So the last, uh, uh, how can I say, the last the setting that we have decided to adopt, um, we are uh, five commu four communities, and inside every community there are different families and different nucleus. In every nucleus and every family, is composed by 20, 25 people of every different age. So this is Damanor today, really a new model of society based on solidarity, respect, humor, which is so important if mm -hmm. you want to live together, mm -hmm. creativity, art, and especially spirituality. And let's go back even further. Who founded Damanor? 
in the early 70s? And why? So, yeah, good question. Darmanor was founded by Falco Tarassaco. Um, you have to know that uh, in Damno we all adopt animal and plants names. So Falco Tarasco has been the uh, the inspirer of Damanor, the the person has, you know, dreamt uh, Damanor and has also he had the strength and the vision to convince all of us. By the way, you know, mm-hmm. he was the first one, and also he has been the, our spiritual guide. Um, for many, many years. He's passed away in 2013. Uh, and, you know, why he decided to create Damanor? Well, it's really interesting, his story, because we speak about him as a person that was born and had the reawakening of memories. So he remember, you know, where he was coming from and why he came here. He came here with this idea to create a new alternative, you know, uh, for for humanity, a new model, uh, to really be able to contribute uh, in a very in a very difficult times of humanity that we are living now in this planet. So, um, with this idea to really uh, allow the future to become better, <laughs> he was he started to. Um, having some conferences in Turin around some subjects like, uh, you know, um, med- natural medicines, but also what it was called in the in this time uh, in Italy, the paranormal, you know, um, eff- effects, paranormal events, that uh, today, with all the new discoveries of quantum physics, is no more so paranormal, you know, <laughs> because actually... Quantum physics is helping, you know, um, opening mind uh, and new comprehension of the complexity of our life. So, but you have to imagine that uh, 45 years ago, even in, here in Italy, uh, it was not common to, to to listen to someone that was saying there's not only this dimension, there are parallel dimensions that we can, you know, communicate with, we can get in contact with. There are many multiple possibilities and this is not just uh, the only life that we can live but there are many possibilities so his his uh, message was really fascinating and he was able to create the first group of founders there were 12 people plus him and they were able they have been able to create the first community that was Damanur but they were just a bunch of people right so from that beginning, 45 years ago, now we are a worldwide movement, um, 600 residents that lives together. We have created a very, a very thriving community, and especially, we, and especially we are my favorite description of Damanurians and Damanur. We are dreamers, and we dream, you know, impossible dreams, but we we create them because we think that together there are no ways that we cannot, uh, you know, achieve our our spiritual goals together. Why did you join? When did you join and why? I joined uh, Damanur when I was 21 years old. I was born in Florence and uh, I was, uh, well, not, I wasn't quite, how can I say, um, Maverich, is this the way? (laughs) 
how do you say, how do you describe a person which is a bit not conformist, right? Mm -hmm. So I was a um, young girl, but I was working as an electrician. And I was the only Italian girl that was working as an electrician. <laughs> so, which is quite a male job. Yeah, and, and, and very unusual for a woman, no question about it. Yes, exactly. So, uh, um, anyway, I, um, I was 21 years old. I was very independent. I was really in love with my job because it was my choice to become an electrician. An electrician. Um, but I was feeling the, the sense that I was missing something, you know, the sense of my life. Even if I was really having good friends, having good, you know, everything was really good, but I was missing this. And I was looking for a deeper meaning of why we are here, why we are living this life together. And uh, I discovered Castaneda's book. Do you know Castaneda, Richard? Right? I have heard, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, Castaneda's uh, opened my mind uh, with this uh, um, description of um, his, uh, his talk with this, uh, how can I say, brucos or bruco or shaman mm -hmm. from uh, Mexico. It was really fascinating, the description of this reality, seen by the eyes of this old ancient lineage of the Toltec. And I decided that I would have moved in Mexico looking for these people because it was really interesting to find this, uh, uh, this new vision of, of life. But before to, you know, quit my job, before just few weeks before I was really determined to leave only one way to Mexico, I met Damanur in a TV program that was the first program that was broadcasted about Damanur. And I was so curious. I mean, it was so fascinating, this reality. At that time, uh, there were really few people, but crazy enough to... to to say that they would have created a new society based on their shared dreams. You know, they were so full of enthusiasm that I decided before I leave to Mexico, I have to come visit these people. And um, so I did. And the result of that first visit is that I never, I never bought by the ticket to Mexico. So I never left Italy because I decided that this was a place that was giving me all the answers I was looking for. This, my, this is my story. Mm -hmm. And you've lived there for how long now? It's uh, 37 years. Really? Wow. <laughs> really. It's a long, long time, almost since the beginning of Damanor. So uh, we're going to get into some of the, the details of, of uh, the Federation of Dominor.
want to ask you about uh, the the um, social structure and even going to as far as the the governmental structure. You have your own constitution. Uh, is it considered its own country? Or again, is it just a community that could quite literally move with its constitution anywhere on the planet and continue to function and continue to thrive? We definitely have uh, decided to have a constitution that which which is a very good uh, starting point for many other communities because you know we we the last. Um, uh, way we worked on our constitution because our constitution we change altogether is one of the few things that we do all together because you know when you live in community you cannot just choose everything altogether because you don't you're not able to do that mm-hmm, <laughs> you know right. so but constitution is definitely something so important for all of us that we do all together and uh, when we did the last version we decided to create a constitution that could have been a reference point also for other communities in the world, if they want just to take, you know, inspiration. So yes, this is a constitution, and where there is a Damanurian and someone who has, um, who really, you know, keep these values with uh, with them. Anywhere there is a Damanurian, there is Damanur. So there is the potential to create other communities. And But, you know, the interest of Damanur is not to create other many other communities, many other com- Damanurian communities. It's really, as I said before, to inspire other people to create their own communities. It's also because we don't think we are perfect, right? We're just very normal people with human, you know, limits. And we have to deal with them everyday life. But we are absolutely convinced that if uh, we love each other like brothers and sisters, if we will, you know, we don't take ourselves so seriously, if we can have create, are able to maintain a society flexible and, um, you know, we believe that we can be very resilient. And this is exactly what we are. We, we have been proved that a community can be very resilient. Also because in all those years, we have passed many, many, we have lived many challenges, you know. It's not, it's not easy to live in a community in Italy, which is with this, you know, uh, where the culture is so Catholic and we are an alternative society based on shared spiritual values, but we are not Catholic. so. It hasn't been easy for us to survive in this uh, completely different culture. Now, what is the, uh, since you've sort of uh, broached the subject, what is the general philosophy, if you will, of uh, a Damanhur? Well, always we say that, first of all, we are a spiritual, you know, um, movement but we are not a religion we don't want to have any dogma we don't want to approach life with the idea that uh, we have to believe in something we need to discover um, every day that what we believe in it's really something that it fit with us you know it it works well Mm -hmm. so there's no dogma 
And uh, uh, if you ask me, okay, but what do you believe in? The more, you know, the more simple answer is we believe in human being. Because we think that in every human being, there is a divine spark that can be awakened. And, um, and so we believe that there is this divine is both inside of us as it is outside. Because human beings are emerged in this spiritual ecosystem um, where there are many different uh, forms of lives that exist from the little spiritual of nature and to the gods, you know, what we call the gods. And we can be a bridge in between this dimension, the, the, this dimension, the, this world of matter, based on matter, and the dimension which is not based on matter, but in the, which is the more divine, you know, um, level. And mm -hmm. we are able to be between uh, if, and this is for us what we believe in, if we are really respectful of all, of all the different forms of life that we have here all around us. So from our point of view, it's not possible to grow on a spiritual path if you don't respect the life of uh, this planet, animal, plants, you know, the whole life that is all around us is part of our soul journey. And, uh, and so we do our best in Damanor to really create um, a space where people can experience this. This is why in Damanor we always say richness is not the money that you have in your pocket. It's the earth where you can walk. And it's the, the, the respect that, you know, of the earth that you, where you walk. This is why in Damanur, we have, um, since the beginning, we have started buying actors and actors of territories. We have big woods with forests that are, from our point of view, temples, natural temples. We have a deep respect for nature and for human beings, of course. We have a deep respect, I would say, for diversity. We think that diversity, it's um, a richness, is never a problem, even in between human beings. You know, sometimes living in community, if you're so different from each other, it's a challenge because you can see a perspective, you can see something from a perspective and another one can see from the complete opposite, <laughs> you know. But if you think that the true, the true doesn't exist, the true is a crystal with many different faces, and uh, that we see all different faces of what if we call the true. Uh, living this everyday life, we can live much better. And this is for us a, a very high level and a very important expression of spirituality. So yeah. this is, uh, you know, it's so much more, but this is a good description, I hope, <laughs> to understand what we believe in. And with was the founder or the founding community, the founding group of a few people who began this community back in the seventies? Uh, was this was this was their dream that if you you know you, that you come to uh, uh, Dominor to um, have the freedom, shall we say, the freedom of religion? Uh, that if you wanted to continue your Catholicism, if you wanted to continue your Buddhism or Hinduism or Muslim faith or whatever other 
um, uh, non-mainstream uh, philosophy, uh, you could practice that there? Or is this something that uh, if you're going to be a part of this community, you really need to adopt this particular philosophy as you've described it? Well, in Damanor, freedom and choice, it's really important. So every person who joined Damanor, there is the possibility to to choose in which way they want to participate. Of course, at the base of our spirituality, there is a shared vision, a common vision, which is shared in our, what we call the school of medit action. Medit action means it's a school in which we we meditate through living, through living actions, everyday life. You know, 24 hours a day we meditate. That means we change, we transform our way of living and being. So we have this school, and the Damanurians who lives in Damanur, of course, we all participate to the school and we share a common vision. But there is a you know a big space for also people that they practice different you know disciplines these different belief systems if they want if they want to join the community they can live with us absolutely and they can uh, join the community life and also if they feel you know that they really share um, also the the aspect of the approach to the spirituality they can participate to our you know big we we have uh, Big celebration, for example, like the, um, I would say that we celebrate as many native indigenous people and ancient civilization, the big rhythms, the heartbeats of this planet that are the solstice, the equinox, and uh, the ritual of the death, you know. So these people can really join and participate to our ritual, which are open to everybody, every, any kind of people, that, any visitor, any any guest that want to come can join this celebration. And um, so there is a deep respect for every different need. What we ask is respect. So it's important if you are coming from a different, uh, you know, spiritual vision, you have to just be respectful, you know, as we respect the others. And uh, there is a very beautiful expression of our spirituality, which is represented by a an extraordinary work of art, uh, which are the temples of humankind, um, in which we have really represented all our, you know, um, core values, uh, our belief system uh, is represented through art in the art heart of the mountain. Uh, we have uh, created, we have excavated an underground cathedral very big, um, that has been created just to really um, give the opportunity to everybody to see that when we have a shared dreams um, that really nourish our soul, our collective soul and individual soul, you know, there are no impossible dreams that we can do. So everything becomes possible. And so you... You and all our, you know, the people that are listening to this uh, interview are absolutely invited to come and visit, to have a more clear idea, not only with through words, but also, you know, through emotions, through the more universal language, which is 
the art. Art is in a universal language that speaks to the hearts of everybody. You know, with this language, which is a universal language, you want really to speak and to tell more about what we believe in. It is fascinating to uh, discover uh, new communities uh, across our country and around the world. Uh, There are all kinds of different communities that have been developed. And the 60s and 70s seem to be uh, sort of the birth time, if you will, for some of these. Another one that uh, you may or may not be familiar with here in the States, uh, there are several communities that were started uh, by Paramahansa Yogananda and his uh, his followers uh, of that particular philosophy of self-realization, uh, one here in California called Ananda Village, which I've had the pleasure of visiting and and uh, uh, interviewing the uh, uh, the founder the the, uh, the caretakers, if you will, of that uh, organization. And they have a certain set of rules. I don't know that they have a constitution per se, but, you know, certainly they're open arms. They have open arms to people to come and visit and and share in the energy. I've watched a number of videos of yours of, of uh, 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 Dumanor uh, in regards to uh, some of the uh, places. And you began to speak of this, what is referred to, in these videos is the eighth wonder of the world, which is, again, this underground cathedral. I can, you know, that's the only way to describe it. I mean, it's massive. It is beautiful. Um, and if I am correct, it was excavated um, by non-architects. <laughs> and, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and and that, that has to have raised the has to have raised the um oh, what do I want to say the uh, the raised the attention of the local authorities let alone the Italian government in terms of uh its level of safety you know in terms of you know is it really safe to be there and what happens if there's an earthquake and how stable is it and so forth and so on i mean these are practical and, and important issues, because obviously you want the community to continue and you don't want to put people in harm's way. Uh, so can is there any information that you can shed in, the, in regard to uh, this? And again, I'll just refer to it as the cathedral, the temple. Actually, it's a temple. Am I correct? 
Yeah, yeah. There is a nice anecdote that I want to tell you. Uh, you have to know that uh, when the temples has been discovered, which which happened in 1992, because uh, we have excavated them in secret for more than 15 years, 15 years and a half, we excavated in secret. And the reason why we did this is because nobody would have allowed us to do them, you know, because in, in Italy, if you ask for permission, you know, people would have said, you are crazy, we don't allow you to do that. <laughs> so we decided to manage the risk to create something that was not legal, but for us it was so important that we decided anyway to do that. What happened in 1982 when the temples were revealed, um, it happens that the Italian government sent some geologists uh, from uh, um, a company the, the, which is called Geodata, and they are the ones that they sent when they have to measure the, the security, you know, they have to understand, is this uh, construction a problem or, or is, uh, you know, sustainable, it's safe. So they came here, these uh, geologists, and they did a huge work. They take measures all over. And they were absolutely aware that when we started excavating, we were not having any architect nor an engineer, you know, so nobody that was able to create such a huge structure like that one. And when they finished to take all the measurements and they make the analysis and everything else, they said, okay, you know what? If something happened in Italy, something dangerous happened in Italy, I think we will come here. <laughs> mm. That means that they found this space and this um, this structure they found that it was more much more safe than many other you know building that uh, have been built in italy you know why this happened because we were not having any skill but we really start studied a lot in order to create this space and we decided to adopt every time the three times more you know all the measures so we have created a very solid structure which is absolutely safe and um, and it's really it's really you know interesting because uh, if you think that not only we were not having any engineer and any you know architect but we were not having any artist at that time so this underground cathedral which is full of art of every different techniques and which is so beautiful that has been defined by many, as you were saying, the eighth wonder of the world, um, has been done by people that has been self-made in doing art. And I was one of them, one of the first artists that has worked in the temples. As an electrician, I was an electrician, but when I came in Damanor, after a few, you know, few months, uh, when they revealed to me, revealed uh, the, the secret, this big secret, Falco, the founder, asked, asked me and asked to many other people, would you like to try to make something artistic inside? And that was such a challenge because I was not able. So I think, I said, oh my God, I, I don't know if I'm able, but I, I definitely want to try. Because, you know, um, what Falco always taught us is to trust our potential. So in Damano, we, as I said before, 
we believe in human beings because we think we have such a huge, you know, power that we can we have to reawaken. It's our creative power, which is really div- close to our divine essence. So I decided to try, and as I did, we many of us we did, and the result is what you see in the website, what you see in all the images. I think that we did, we did something beautiful, <laughs> even if we were not artists. We are just human beings. And this is why always when I go all over in the world, when people ask to, because I'm a teacher of dreams and a teacher of art classes, I give seminars based on, on dreams and art all over the world. And people say, oh, my, I, I cannot do that. And I say, I don't believe it. I I don't believe you cannot do that. I totally believe, I have no doubt, that doubt that you can do everything. You can do beautiful things. And every time, you know what? I, I, I am right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people discover that they have much more to express, that they can do beautiful things. Just because we are human beings, we can do that. Yeah. We have this huge source of creativity that we have to believe in. And this is the more precious, from my personal point of view, achievement that we have, all of us, we have achieved here in Damanur, the comprehension of this. You, the, the philosophy has sort of uh, uh, four, I want to say, um, uh, pillars or um, uh, learning nodes, so to speak, for the different levels that each individual may come into Dominor for, uh, with, if you will. Uh, can you talk a little bit about those as well as um, the classes of individuals? And I don't mean it in the context that most people might think I mean it, but you have uh, class A, B, C, and D. Describe those and the the four different levels, if you will, or or again, learning nodes of uh, the the Dominor philosophy. Um, so first of all, uh, I have to say that in Dominor, one of the main values is the change, and this is why what you are mentioning it's already changed. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little behind the times already. yeah it just in this last year we decided to complete change the approach to in which people can join damanur Mm -hmm. you know we don't have any more citizen a b c d but we have a more you know large um participatory um approach which is the citizen the citizenship that we call the citizenship, the citizen Vine, which has a very important Vine for us means uh, the mission that we have in this life. That, uh, I know keep out, keep all of us together. So we are all citizens of Daman, or even people that are living in Japan, that are living in the United States in this moment. There are many, many Vine citizens that are living in uh, Colorado, California, you know, Pennsylvania. Uh, all over. I, of, co- of course, I'm, I'm forgetting some states, but 
um, what it means to be citizen of Damanur, even living very far from Damanur, it means that these people are all connected by this spiritual goal, understanding that we want to, you know, create a new society that it has not only be physical, it, it, is, it has a physical, you know, uh, heart in Damanur, here in the community, but it is also something that we can carry on. It's a new way of living, of being, and um, of relating to ourselves, to the others, to life. That, And so all the people that are part of the School of Meditation, and there are many people that are living also outside of Dharmanur, as I said before, they can uh, be citizens of Dharmanur. They are really brothers and sisters. And we have meaningful moments that we share together, uh, and uh, and so this is the citizen today, okay? Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> Related uh, to the yes. Go ahead, no, no, go right ahead. So you were asking about these four columns of Dhamma. Uh, I think that you refer to the four pillars mm-hmm. that are the foundation of Dhamma, and uh, they are the school of meditation that has been the first. You know, uh, the first um, column that has been built uh, 45 years ago, uh, the founders, when when they were not having yet uh, the physical community, they were really sharing the, the spiritual vision into the school of meditation. Then the second column is the you know, the social life, this community life. So uh, the way in which we live in community, uh, the rules that we have decided to apply, um, the structure that we have decided to, to adopt, that it's always changing <laughs> because it's never perfect, right? So we always have to, you know, to look for the better. And, um, and the third is called the game of life. The game of life is that collective, uh, you know, way of changing Together, this is why I, I told you it change is such a value in Dharma. It's such is so much an important value that uh, we have decided to create a, 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 to to give a, a kind of a structure to this uh, collective change. So there is um, a way to participate to the game of life. All of us we are you know, players, and uh, we have some events in which we play together, you know, really playing. This is also the way to learn and the way to to, to, to maintain ourselves very, pla- very flexible, very, you know, um, to live with more humor our life, to be able to um, not take so seriously uh, ourselves, and uh, to have extraordinary moments together, living, uh, traveling together, discovering things together. So it's an adventure. It's the idea that living is not only, you know, a very uh, quiet, ordinary life, but it's always a new adventure every day of our life. And then the fourth column is what we call the Tecnarcato. And Tecnarcato has no translation. It's a word that we have invented. And into the in the is the column that um, 
uh, allow us to face a very inner and profound transformation on a personal level, on individual level. Because in Damana we shared everything, but we have a deep respect for different, you know, for diversity and for every individual. And so each of us, we need the space, the way to transform ourselves in a way that really we love, we want to do it that way. It's, um, it's a commitment, of course, because we are absolutely convinced that we are not perfect, but we want to become better. And so in order to become better, uh, we need the help of the others, we need to adopt some strategies, and we, ch we choose a personal path in order to transform some of our limits. And this is the Tecnarkat. So all together, these four columns create what is Damanur today and maintain Damanur really alive, really thrive and thrive in society as it is. of the government, if that's the right word, or is it a collective, collaborative, cooperative form of, uh, shall we say, existence and, and, and life and society there? Well, cooperation and solidarity and contribution, participation, it's at the base of community life. But we need to have some organism because... We, we want to move fast, you know, and if you want to move fast, you need to have a structure uh, to delegate some people to manage some aspects for all the others. And when we, so we have some elections, every, for example, every family has an election once a year, and we elect our, the, 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 the boss of the community, you know, the boss of the family, like the head of the family. And this person, they can, they can be also more than one. The, these people, they are in charge of the growth of the, of the family. And, uh, and also we have um, election for different other organisms. Um, and at the top of this uh, organism, we have the guides. We call them the kings and king guides, not because we are a Morkani monarchy, mm -hmm. you know, but because we play a lot. And when one time we had many years ago 
um, a competition, a very funny competition in which we were having, you know, the kings and the queens and the empires. It was a game, a collective game. But from that moment going on, we decided to maintain the name. So our guides are really the queen and the kings. Because we want also to, to play with the idea that when you recognize it, when you have, you trust someone, um, there is a, a, nub, a novelty, novelty. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Mm-hmm. Novelty? No. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yes. So it's a very noble rule. It's not just um, a pragmatic function, right? And we have a deep respect. When we elect people, we are all committed to sustain the people that are in charge uh, for some years uh, to to take care of the community, of every different functions. At the meantime, there is a a weekly sharing uh, on every topic that we leave. So the, the people that are in charge of the growth and the development of Damano, they are very aware that they, 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 that we need to go together, so we share a lot, and uh, there's always a, you know, a, a feedback that comes from people to the people that are elected. So it's it's a very wise system, and in this moment we have four guides that we have elected for three years, and um, this is the more you know the highest responsibility in Dharma. Since Falco passed away, we have, from the point of view of the spiritual guidance, we have um, some people that we call the sages, that has been chosen by Falco, has their own, his, their own, his own uh, um, how can I say, people that he said, I trust their vision, and um, my rule, he said, my rule, the rule of Falco has been always, you know, not, um, it has never been the one that was choosing everything, absolutely not. But he was the one that was maintaining the spiritual direction, always very clear. So he said, um, oh, when I will pass away, you don't need, nothing will change. And this is exactly what happened. Nothing changed since he passed away. But I want to leave my rule as um, a spiritual, you know, guide to these six people because I trust them. If you trust me, you can trust them. And definitely we trust them because we trust them and we trust them. And they are what we call the sages. The sages are the ones that are, you know, have the long long vision and they maintain the right direction. It's, to me, fascinating that uh, you have, as a community, accomplished what you have uh, when the rest of the world seems not to be able to do so. Uh, You have people coming in from diverse uh, philosophies and so forth uh, who can't seem to get along on the same piece of land, and yet you, you have, again, people coming from all kinds of different philosophies who have basically embraced this concept. Um, and I, I'm wondering about your relationship with not just the Italian government, but even the community governments, as well as I know you, you, you mentioned you've got a little bit of, uh, um, what's the word resistance, if you will, or, or angst from 
the Catholic Church, obviously uh, Rome being in Italy and and the Vatican and all of that, uh, uh, that you have that energy going on there. Uh, do you have people that come there and they say, no, this isn't the way it should be. Let me let me tell you how it ought to be, and we need to change the the whole dynamics of uh, Damanur uh, because uh, this is wrong. I mean, do you have people who uh, come there or are only those who are open to the, shall we say, the openness of Damanur drawn to this location and to this idea and philosophy? Um. Well, uh, having, you know, having this long experience, uh, 45 years of experience uh, here in Italy, things have changed a lot since the beginning. So, um, as I said before, we are uh, located in a valley which is called Valchusella. Now, Valchusella, you have to know that it means closed valley. And it's called Closed Valley because actually on the top of the valley, the people uh, centuries ago, they decided to not open the, 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 the passage to the other valley. This means that the mentality of the people here uh, has remained very closed. And uh, so you can imagine, we have chosen this valley because there are some, of course, um, some good reasons. One is that in this valley there is a very, in this um, territory there is a very good energy, which is called, linked to what we call the synchronic lines that are energetic lines that surround all the planets. So there is a very special knot of four synchronic lines here, and this is why we decided to stay here. But from the point of view of the background, cultural background, it was not an easy choice. So there were many prejudices at at the beginning of Damanur, that are changed, you know, year after year, because people have seen that we are not so strange, that we are good people, that we we don't do only good things for us, but we do good things for everybody, because, you know, we are committed to into local administration, we have very good people, we have a mayor, a mayor uh, in the town, he's a Damanurian, and he has been very appreciated by all the other people of the town. So there are many, many reasons why the local, you know, um, perception of Dana has changed in better. At the meantime, on a larger scale in Italy, uh, having the Vatican, having the influence of the Catholic, you know, culture, we have been always looked like the strange people, the weird ones. And uh, still, and this was something that happened in the past and still, you know, it's still, um, there's still a, a challenge in the vision. Not only Damanur is seen uh, with this idea and suspicious, but also many other, you know, communities. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that in California you have uh, the community of Ananda. Uh, we have another community of Ananda here in Italy and they have, you know, seen as Damanur with a lot of suspicious by the by this you know 
these uh, these people that are very Catholic. I want to have you back again in our next segment to talk more about this. Talk about your experiences there uh, and, uh, and and your upbringing. I think this would be a fascinating uh, continuation of our interview uh, because this is just, uh, it's, it's extraordinary. It's one of those things where uh, my wife and I just uh, purchased a travel trailer and we want to begin our travels around this country. But I'm sitting here thinking... Wouldn't it be nice to be able to travel to a community where you could just park and stay for a while and just relax and enjoy life and enjoy other people and enjoy the community and the the conversations, the dialogue, the getting to know, uh, actually getting to know one's self through the experience of getting to know other people. And uh, so I would like to uh, take a break here. We're going to do that here on Tell Me Your Story. We are speaking with, uh, and by the way, what is your role there at uh, Adamanur? I am uh, now, today, because in Damanor I did many different things, <laughs> as many of all of us. Mm-hmm. We are multitask people, but at the moment, I'm working in our communication teams. I'm one of the ambassadors of Damanor in the world. I am also an, I am a teacher of dreams. Uh, so if you want to hear my interview in uh, the Global Dreams Summit in the um, Global Ship Network, I've been interviewed there. And, uh, you know, and I'm an artist. This is what I am in Downer. <laughs> well, well, Ambassador, I thank you so much for, for being with us here on the program. I will let our listeners know that you can go to Dominor.org, D-A-M-A-N-H-U-R.org, and Formica Coriandolo. Yes, indeed. And uh, we're going to make you president. <laughs> That's if you want it. That's if you want it. But I I thank you so much. And we are going to continue on here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. Stay tuned. Sada, 
And welcome back to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm here with Formica Coriandolo, and uh, she is with the communications department, if you will, of uh, Daminur uh, in Italy. Uh, give me, the, the once again, the closest city uh, to Daminur that people might be familiar with. Uh, well, we are 45 minutes by car from Turin. We are on the north of Turin, and even very close to Milan, um, it's almost one hour and a half from the airport of Milano Malpensa. So we are quite between, uh, you know, big cities. Not too, not too hard to get to, I would think, uh, especially uh, with uh, today's GPS and Google Maps and all that good thing. Uh, in our second half of the uh, program today, what I'd like to touch upon, as I kind of alluded to at the end of the last segment, has to do with um, what one might call the tenets of the faith. And, and I'm curious, is there a name given to the particular spiritual philosophy of, uh, of Dominion. You mean our animals and plants name? No, no, no. I'm talking about, uh, for example, uh, there in Italy, of course, you have the Vatican, you have Rome, you have Catholicism. Uh, here in the United States, we have a plethora of uh, of uh, uh, different uh, belief systems. There are the Muslims and, of course, the Hindus and and the Christians and on and on and on. But I'm just curious, is there a, a name given to the philosophy that you folks live by in Dominur? Oh, I understand. Yeah. So, um, we have never decided to define, you know, uh, really who we are because we want to be free from any kind of definition. <laughs> we have always said we are not a religion, this is for sure. We are a spiritual, you know, um, philosophy. So we want to create something new, uh, and uh, to define it, uh, it's something that can become sometimes not uh, appropriate. It depends on the moment that we live. Also, mm -hmm. so we have defined ourselves as an experiment for many years. But after, you know, now we Damanor is uh, is. Is no more an experiment after 45 years. You cannot speak anymore about an experiment. So right. we are definitely a new model of spiritual society uh, and um, based on human values. So we don't have a, a very, you know, how can I say, formal and official definition. Okay. We decided to be who we want to be any, in any moment in time, right? Right, right. Well, now you do have, um, and, and, and I, I remember uh, reading somewhere where it said that once truth is written down, it's no longer truth, which I find a, a very, uh, in a manner of speaking, comforting thing, because really, 
what you believe, uh, Formica, and what I believe are both, uh, they're both valid. And as long as we um, live them within our hearts, that's really what's the most important thing. But you do have, and if I'm pronouncing this correctly, you have the, is it pronounced Quesiti? What? Can you repeat it? Is, is, is <laughs> it the, I don't understand. The, the, eight, <laughs> the eight steps for growth and change, the Quesiti? Oh, you mean Quesiti, yes. Quesiti. Yes, you're right. Quesiti, yes. I wanted like to, quests. Right. I wanted to talk about that in terms of the Quesiti, which are a dynamic formula, themes that can be used for meditation and also applied in everyday life. And uh, uh, apparently there are formula- the, their formulation is the result of the collective achievements of Dominor, but each person can interpret them according to their own talents and characters. And I wonder, could we go through these one at a time? We've got plenty of time here. It's kind of what I wanted to talk about in the second half of the program. Let's take the first one, the first casiti, casito, I believe it's uh, when you're talking about yes. singular, uh, which emphasizes the importance of action and choice to live life fully and with uh, purity of intention. Uh, share with us uh, some of the, the, the background to that. Yes, this is um, the quesiti are, you know, a very, a very open path uh, of the awakening of our consciousness. And, uh, you know, in, in, our, in every different life that we, according with all our diversity, as you said, and uh, so the first quest is the action because we need to act in our life. We think our our um, sorry. We have, have a, I no. have my phone that just <laughs> it's just no problem disturbing. I apologize. So um, the first quest is speaking about action. Because we think that in a, on a spiritual path is very important to make some action, so to take action. Uh, spirituality means to give meanings to everything, and when we give meanings, we need to change, change the life around us, because we have to transform some meanings into others. And this is not something that it's all, you know, only philosophical, it's very practical. So this is why action is the first quest in order to free our inner, you know, inner potential, human potential. And this is a quest which is very important both for the individual and also for the collectivity, right? So an individual, if he wants to walk a spiritual path, has to start putting at the center the idea that every day you make an action, like move forward, you know, that maintain the direction of the spiritual uh, choice that you, the people have made. So this is why the importance of actions, like the steps of creating new reality. And that's action and choice. We talk about that a lot. It's what my book is about, Choices. But if people don't know what choices they have available to them, then how can they take action if they can't make a choice 
uh, that could really help them live life fully uh, and, again, uh, find that uh, pure intention. Uh, how, how does one, within this, uh, within this particular first quest, how does one uh, come to dec- a decision on a given choice? We, we never underestimate the power of choice in any kind of life. Even a person in a prison can be the more free soul in the whole planet. If you really make the choice, the inner choice to be free and to walk the path of freedom, there are no prisons that can contain you know, the power of a, ch- of a decision like that. And we have many beautiful, you know, examples also in our history. Uh, but so from this point of view, we don't think that people, there are people that don't have choices. We always think that every person has the choice and any choice can create some actions, can, can uh, you know, inspire actions that every day, even a little actions every day can make the difference in in the life of everybody so this is what we believe and uh, and even you know a little actions we, we don't judge the actions mm-hmm. what we have we need to you know to really understand is how much power we have in our hands also when we feel that we are um, we are not in the condition, in the best condition in our life. There's always the power to make a choice and to take little actions that can move mountains. Mm-hmm. We, we believe in this. Very. If we would not believe in this, Damano should not be in place, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think that uh, we were in Italy, very Catholic, very close mentality, People with not not so wealthy, with not so much money, in a situation in which, from any point of view, create a new society would have been an impossible dream. Even more, to excavate an underground temples. So we could have said, we don't have any chance to do that, right? We are not in the condition to create something like that. But the choice of a little bunch of people has made the difference. And now we can speak you know, from the complete point of view, and we can definitely be an example that everybody can have a dream and make a choice to follow their passions, their, you know, visions, and take actions. And of course, it's different, take actions alone or take actions with others. Mm. To be together with others make a huge, you know, difference. But we, as human beings, we have a huge power in our hands every, every always. Uh, even if we live in very different, dif- difficult conditions. And uh, we think that we have divine power inside of us, a spiritual spark, a divine mm-hmm. spark. Yeah. And uh, it's not just uh, something in theory, it's something very practical. I always ha- I've seen I've met people that uh, that has understood this and they have make they ma- they make a huge difference in their life mm-hmm. because of this. So this is why the quest the first quest is choice and actions. 
because they are at the base of any change in our life. The second quest calls for uh, constancy and continue, continuity to give meaning and importance to choices that we're talking about now that have been made, and it emphasizes the importance of keeping one's word. And before we go any further, my understanding, too, is with these eight quests, uh, as, we've, uh, as you've interpreted it, um, these are uh, quests that one sort of begins in meditation, and, and meditation and maybe and prayer, that kind of thing. Uh, it's, uh, it's, not a, it's not specifically or exclusively an intellectual process, these quests. It is, it is a combined spiritual slash uh, uh, intellectual or mental uh, a process. Is that right? It is a process that starts from a deep meditation inside of us. We have to make choices. So it means we have to be connected with our the more deep inside, you know, of each of us. So uh, the choice and start from inside and then it become action. And then we need to, to have continuity because, you know, if we make a choice, then we, may, we make an action. And then we don't give strength, we don't give continuity. That actions fall down. You know, because it has not the power to create and to generate other, you know, consequences of because of that actions. In Dhammana, we always say there is not a wrong or a right choice, a good or a bad choice. There is a choice, the choice that become good if you walk it, if you walk it every day. And of course, I'm speaking about choices that are good. I mean, I'm not making speaking that, and I'm not saying that uh, if you want to kill someone, that is a good choice, right? Right. <laughs> no, we're I understand. What you're about yeah, we're spiritual choices, right. anyway, right? Mm -hmm. it, yeah, and and I think that's one of the things that people uh, in some of the more, as you've turned it, closed uh, uh, philosophies. Uh, they're not real happy with the idea that uh, there are no good or bad choices or actions and so forth. Uh, there's always right and wrong. There's always good and bad. There's light and dark. And it's like, well, uh, the reality in my perspective, uh, when I look at uh, the non-dualistic aspects of our world, is that these are experiences. What do you want in your life? What kind of world do you want to live in? And then your choices are going to line up, hopefully, with those uh, those ideals or that intention. And and that, of course, is spoken of, obviously, in the in, in the first uh, quest having to do with purity of intentions. Let's go on to uh, the third quest, which calls for a change in logic to welcome new visions, new visions of self and life of life and of the sacred dimensions of existence. And this is the first step in creating a civilization and culture. Does does this, uh, especially the part here about life and of the sacred dimension of existence, that's talking about our immortal uh, essence, if you will, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And it's um, the, the sacred, you know, the secret of 
the sacredness of life. It's referring to uh, all the aspects of life in our, both our personal life is an expression of a divine, you know, uh, of a divine spirit uh, and is the same for all the other expressions of life. So when you are uh, at the third quest is because you have given continuity to your spiritual directions. So after a while that you walk the choice, that it becomes the good one, right? You start understanding that there is the possibility to create even more. And there is a space that you are, uh, that is starting being created by your choice. And you meet, because there is always synchronicity in life. When you walk a spiritual path, you start meeting the people that you need to meet in order to accomplish your, your task, your spiritual task. And this is the law of synchronicity that we absolutely think that is, uh, is you know, the main, the more important law in life, which nothing happened as a case. It's all, all, everything has a meaning. Mm -hmm. So you can use this flow of this law and you can understand that reality is much vaster a vast field in which you can really create something bigger. So this is why we're speaking about opening to new visions. And you meet the others, you meet much more because, because of this. So, uh, and the third quest is also the moment in which you realize that you are not alone. There is a community there you know, that is waiting for you, is waiting for this awakening and you can get in contact with, and that's the moment of the collective, it's the starting point also of the collective creation, because you meet a community, you know, because you, you, you don't feel anymore alone, because we feel alone when we feel uh, disempowered. Mm -hmm. When you start feeling empowered, you're no more alone, this is clear. Yeah. And I think, too, that uh, the cultures and societies that emphasize uh, individuality over all else, I think, have a more, a, a greater challenge to overcome in that regard, because they feel that to, to give up one's individuality is what you're, you're asking for here, and that is not what is being stated here because it starts out by talking about a new vision of self the individual but also realizing the connectedness as you speak of uh, as well as the synchronicity to me that's part of the connectedness as well because no event in our lives it, it comes about from a vacuum it comes about from the previous, from the past, from the, the the past choices we've made. This particular event in the present came about, and of course, the events that are come about in the future are going to come about due to the choices that we've made and the actions we've taken in the present. The fourth quest, specifically feminine, encourages men and women to discover their feminine side, openness and ability and the profound, the, the profound awareness of representing a stable element of union. Now, I can certainly appreciate for, from a man's perspective, getting in touch with the uh, kinder and gentler side, if you will, 
Um, but do women find that difficult nowadays because because it's been such a patriarchal society uh, globally for so many eons, if you will, uh, that uh, women sometimes find it difficult to even get in touch with their own feminine side? I think that we in Damanor, we think that, uh, um, you know, we, of course, we live in this society that has been always patriarchal. And we, 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 we are all conditioned by this, you know. At the meantime, we are aware that we live in a, in a world in which there are many men that are more feminine than women. This is not because they are, you know, more easily, they, they feel um, that they can be underposed to someone else. No, that's not the case. Femininity, fe- feminine, the feminine uh, is an expression of, uh, you know, of many elements. And we, we think that we don't have to look at that principles, uh, just speaking about women or men. We, we are speaking about souls, and souls are not feminine and not masculine. So every, we have, we are all, you know, owners of this deep, you know, divine, essence and it can take many different colors and it can also change in the course of our life so we have to be very aware of this and to look for the reawakening of the deeper power and the deeper characteristics of this uh, beautiful expression of of the divine which is more close to the feminine characteristics so um Definitely, this is a spiritual research that involves both men and women at the same, you know, in the same way. In mm-hmm. fact, if you move forward in the quest, the, the, the sixth quest is the inversion. So we, we uh, the, the, you know, we have, we have worked on our feminine side and we have worked on our masculine side, and then we have to do the reverse, you know? So women, they work in, in the fifth, in the fourth quest, working with their femininity. Then in the fifth quest, men, they work in the, with their, uh, you know, masculinity. But in the sixth, we have to uh, complete ourselves, really understanding what is my masculine side, and how can I, you know, express the best of my masculine side? So I, I would say that the fourth and the fifth quest, in this case, they are contemporary, right? Mm-hmm. The, the fourth doesn't happen before and the fifth after. They are the contemporary time in which women, they work with, with the feminine element and men, they investigate their masculine elements in terms of the alchemic elements, you know, the more, the more, you know, the best of that, you know, uh, principle. And then in the sixth, you know, quest, we have a reunion of them and we have to do the reverse. So we have, I have to investigate my masculine side as my partner has to investigate his feminine side so that we can complete each other much better mm-hmm. because we understand that we are 
already we are never divided by our being a man or a woman. We are united because of this. And the fifth reads as follows, brings attention to the masculine energies, as you spoke of, present in each one of us, to the capacity to live in constant and harmonious inner revolution. And then the sixth, again, as you say, brings, unites, invites us to unite the masculine and feminine principles within ourselves to activate our power, our power of creation, not only of life itself, but also of its representations through art, and creativity, generosity, and kindness. And again, it's one of the, I think it's one of the misnomers, especially out here in the West in the United States, where when you speak of uh, feminine, you're weak, especially if it's a man who's in touch with his feminine side. And if you're, if you're ex expressing your masculine and you're a female, uh, you're actually put down for it. You know, you're criticized and so forth. Whereas a man doing that, that's, well, I'm a man and that's what I'm supposed to do. Uh, and that with this Me Too movement and so forth that's uh, sweeping this country and other parts of the world where women are, are finding and expressing their voice, a lot of people think that the women want to take over. When, in fact, I think the Sixth Quest speaks to that. And it says neither one is necessarily is to take over and control it's to reunite the masculine and feminine principles that exist in each one of us and that's that's what i'm hearing here from uh, from you and from uh, uh Dominur and the quests that we are speaking about the eight quests for growth and life and so forth so the se seventh, uh, well, I, matter of fact, I'm going to stop right there and I'm, I would like to have your uh, response to uh, what, I, what I said. I totally agree with you. I mean, uh, yes, exactly. The essence is to feel reunited and not separated because of this. This is why in Damanor we are never, you know, speaking from the point of view of women or men. We speak from the point of view of human beings. We are together. And uh, in a spiritual path, you cannot, there are no genders. In a spiritual path, there is the, you know, the, 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 the goal, the, the, the vision to be, to be completed by each other. And uh, even, and also to respect anyway the diversity. It doesn't mean we are the same, because we are not the same but we can really uh, be grateful of the diversity of each other and to be grateful because together we can really complete the spiritual path. We can complete our essence because human beings are not, you know, as, as many other animals, as many other species like plants, you know, human beings are collective expression of, uh, of I would say, uh, of a soul, right? Mm -hmm. We, we, that doesn't mean that we have to be the same. We have to be all the same people. Uh, we have to be all different, but very aware that we have a collective spiritual origin so that we are part of the same family. And uh, it's beautiful to be different, but it's absolutely important to feel that we are always part of the same expression yeah. 
you know, beyond any diversity and of I have genders to, yeah. and, and everything else. And I do have to say that it's actually a little disheartening and saddening to see the divisions that we see in this country in particular uh, that, that some folks just continue to foster, that continue to divide us uh, to the exclusion of others. And it's, it's almost to the extent where each side in the divide uh, wishes that the other side would just go away because if they were gone this would be a utopia this would be a perfect world we wouldn't have the problems that we have and so forth and it's like uh, it doesn't work that way you can't get rid of the other side because they are you <laughs> and you are they yeah <clears throat> and yeah. Uh, and it's just it's really unfortunate that that kind of situation exists both here as well as I know it's I know it's globally it's 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 all around the world we have that kind of situation So, and the, the seventh question, yes. are you interested to know more about that? Absolutely, <laughs> which is a call for the use of the, of, and I love this. I, I absolutely love this. It's the call for the use of the doubt and adaptability as research tools to abandon all dogmas and uh, certainties to discover what is true inside of us beyond appearances. And I'll throw this one other thing out there in light of this. I was told probably at the age of 21, thinking at that time that I, I, I knew so much. But of course, that's the way we are at that age. And I was shared this quote. It is better to begin in doubt and end in certainty than to begin in certainty and end in doubt. <laughs> Well, you know, um, the seven quest, it's a very big opening in the, in the life, in, in the mind, in the heart of each of us. It means that we have to take responsibility of the fact that life is a constant change of everything. And if we don't arrive at the point in which we are not attached to anything because the only thing that we own is the soul that own ourselves. This is a very beautiful definition. We are not the owners of anything, nor idea, neither idea, nor, you know, certainties, nothing. We are, we, we are the owner of a soul that is actually the one that own ourselves. So we go to the essence of life, where everything is really no more relevant in the sense that you can think this is, as we said before, this is the good things to do, this is something that will be forever, but what happens if that thing is not forever? Mm -hmm. will, you, will you lose everything? Will you lose any any? Any, any, how can I say? Any, all the control. You, you will lose uh, every hope, or what else? Mm -hmm. We don't lose anything. We don't lose anything if we understand deeply that everything can change. That life is a constant change. Is a constant also test of our capability of being very close to the essence of the values, the spiritual values where, you know, where 
where everything can be as it cannot be. Only, only the, the, the more subtle, the more spiritual understanding, they will be always forever with us. Mm. All the rest can completely, can, can be changed. If we are scared in, on a spiritual path that to lose something, if we are scared to, 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 that something is no more there forever, mm-hmm. it will not stay there forever, uh, not only material things, but also the ones that feel, that seems for us the very important point of reference. If you are scared of this, we have already lost everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is something really practical for us, you know, because it, what it means for us as Damanuyan to really, to really be in the seventh quest. It means that, for example, in these days, we are facing moments of big change in our, you know, community life. Yeah, and many things that were tradi- for, by traditions very stable, very, you know, they are changing. So. If this is changing, am I losing the, you know, the, the, the sense of Dhammanur? Or Dhammanur is something beyond anything that can be, can embody it? Is Dhammanur something, you know, something that has to happen or, you know, uh, in that way? Or can happen also in another way that I never, never thought it would have been possible? Mm. Well, I, so, I couldn't agree with you more in that regard. I think that <clears throat> part of uh, uh, the human being's problem intellectually is that uh, the human has been, I, I will say, brainwashed uh, or conditioned to hate, to fear, to despise change, when in fact, it, we should just be doing absolutely the opposite. We should absolutely embrace it, love it. Uh, seek it out in one sense, not necessarily change for sake of change. But when things do change, we ought to celebrate because, my goodness, what an adventure. I don't know what's beyond this, but, man, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Uh, and that's, that's kind of what, <clears throat> what my observation is, especially when I look at, uh, as I use this analogy many times, uh, uh, Formica, is... Uh, the macro and the microcosmic worlds. There's constant motion. There's constant movement and change, uh, especially in the uh, out in the universe. You've got supernovas, uh, you know, stars exploding and and comets and all of these things moving around and crashing into one another and starting new creations and on and on and on. And we sit there, we marvel and we ooh and we ah, wow, that's pretty cool. Until of course it hits the Earth, and then it's oh no, and it's like, but. Just because you think this change is bad, it's like that old Chinese story about the uh, about the farmer and his uh, and and his neighbor, and uh, you know his neighbor comes over and he starts telling uh, his neighbor this story about how uh, his horse got away, and the neighbor says, "Oh, that's bad." He said, "Well." Who's to say that's good or bad? And then uh, his, the neighbor comes over again later and uh, he says, oh, well, my horse came back but brought like, you know, 20 or 30 other horses with him. Oh, well, that's good. And the farmer says, well, who's to say whether that's bad or good? 
And then the next time the neighbor comes over, the farmer says, well, my son was trying to tame the one of the horses and broke his leg. And, oh, that's bad. And, of course, the story goes on back and forth, back and forth, good, bad, and who's to say whether it's good or bad. Uh, and I think that's one of the problems that we have, especially today, is our fear of change because we've been told to seek out and find stability Uh and, and stability, uh, th- th- there's a staticness to it. And if you think about a, a pool of water, what happens after a period of time with that pool of water? It becomes, uh, you know, scummy and algae and possibly mosquitoes and, and those kinds of things. Whereas if there's water flowing through, it's fresh and it's sparkling and it's wonderful and so forth. But it's different at every moment. And it, that can be exciting. Yeah, and also, you know, if we have, uh, if, I totally agree with you, and uh, we have to consider the fact that if we are scared about of change, what about our freedom? Will, how a person can be free if it is scared of the ch- of change? You know, uh, the only freedom that we can, the spiritual freedom, is when we are not scared of anything if we can really uh, flow with what happened, with the awareness that that is another expression of life and that we can, we can move with that. We can move with that. And, uh, and we can take with us the more sacred understanding and uh, everything else is really not necessary, you know, because sometimes we are so heavy that if we have to, you know, if we have to be on the surface of, uh, you know, of the ocean and we keep with us so many heavy things, heavy ideas, uh, that, and we are not able to be light and to be, to be fresh, we, we cannot survive. Yeah, yeah. Well, now we're going to move on to the eighth quest, which invites, uh, <clears throat> which invites uh, projecting our attention towards others. It speaks of love and teaching as instruments to transform the world around us. Study as a spiritual necessity, the, um, uh, the irreversible choice of our own ideas to achieve the reawakening of our divine principles and be in the service to the world. Yeah. I, I love this quest. I love this quest because for me, to me, this is the quest in which I, I feel more, you know, complete in this. Um, especially, I love the idea of the uh, um, or to be able to have, make a choice that will be, and now I'm saying something big, forever. You know, we live in a, in a world in which we have lost the archetype of forever. Um, you know, which is something that in, a, in our daily life, how many times we can say forever? This is forever. Mm. Sometimes we get married, you know, and we, we want to be get married forever, but it's uh, so difficult to, to maintain that uh, fresh and, you know, 
and uh, intense energy that you would like that would it could be possible to be forever, right? Yeah. So how many things are in our life forever? Of course, if you have a, a, a kid, that is forever. But at the meantime, you know, how many choices, personal choices, beyond this aspect, how many times we can say forever, especially forever, which is a commitment that you do not, not because you like it, you want to eat, you know, ice cream forever. <laughs> you can also do that, by the way. No. You know, but you do, you make a choice forever for the other ones. Mm. Um, it's something that, uh, that it's really precious in, in life. Mm -hmm. And, and to me is the thing that gives meaning to everything. You know, it feels me, it, make, it allow me to feel that I'm not lost in the, in the ocean of time. I can, you know, take a wave or another one. I can be a, I can be a boat, I can be something that have a, have a direction and is able to travel in this ocean of time to the next, you know, to the next stop. And this is very, this is very important. And when you are in this uh, choice, you can understand that you have all the energy to do something for the others. That that personal choice is no more something individual. It's something that represents something more for all, also for the others. And this is why it's so important to be to do something for the world right because when you arrive at that at that point you realize you are in service of something greater yeah and uh, and you do that not only for yourself because you you are not nothing without you know you you are nothing without all the rest of the world you are just an expression of that rest of the world. Yeah. So you are doing this because you are together with the others. We have just gone through the eight quests uh, that um, I think are fascinating. And the next fascinating aspect I want to have you elucidate on, <clears throat> and I hope I pronounce this correctly. Tell us, as a uh, Dominurian, what is Popolo? What is what? <laughs> it is, am I mispronouncing it? The Popolo as harmonious container. Popolo. Popolo. As the wow. harmonious container of shared talents. The super individual. Popolo is super individual. Yeah, absolutely. The um, the the popolo, Damanor, it's a very important collective, uh, you know, understanding, achievement, uh, um, sense of belonging. Uh, it's a complete uh, different way to approach the idea of living together, because it's not just we don't think we are just a commu only a community. 
we want to be much more. We want to create a new popolo, a new people, like native indigenous people, you know. Mm-hmm. Why we want to do that this? Because you know, this is this is this is a time in which we are losing animal and plant species and even worse, the, you know, human species with all their culture and you know, language and traditions and connections with the spiritual ecosystem, their wisdom. We are we are losing their wisdom. So we are we are moving, you know, all together through times that are times of big of big big challenges, big risks. And we want to create another time. Actually the spiritual mission of Damano is to really work in time and to give another direction of, you know, to time and to create a time in which we, are, we can create new people, new, new people, mm-hmm. like new native indigenous people. We are not now like a native indigenous people, but we want to be here in hundreds of years and we want to become a native indigenous people, you know, starting as a spiritual popolo, as a spiritual people. So, uh, I know that this seems an impossible dream, but it's actually the only, the only clever choice that we, I think we have made, <laughs> the only sustainable choice that we have made all together to become a, a people and to be aware that it's only creating this uh, super individual, which means the deep sense of belonging to this uh, uh, strong collective uh, um, expression, soul, collective soul. Mm. This is the only way that can, in which we can create a sustainable impact in, in this in this time, mm. you know. And we can also, as many indigenous people they did in the past, we can create a, con- a, con- a connection with the spiritual ecosystem, the beyond, the, the world of our ancestors, the people that will die, and then this deep connection in between all of us in the way in which we can reburn again all together. Because this is a deep, um, you know, a deep um, believe that um, all the native indigenous people, like even the ancient civilization, if you think the Tibetan, you know, the, the, the Tibetan, they, they uh, believe in reincarnation and they plan to be reincarnated in order to maintain the lineage, maintain the wisdom, maintain the, you know, the knowledge and the, the spiritual direction for everybody. That's the same we want to create. Mm-hmm. And we hope that doing that, we can give hope to others to do the same, because nothing is impossible. Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that, because there are those who have said down through the centuries that certain things were impossible. And since they said that, we've done it. Jules Verne, for example, <laughs> talked about uh, landing a man on the moon. And, of course, uh, we did that in the uh, 1960s. We made it there in spite of, of course, a lot of the conspiracy theorists who said, oh, it was a soundstage. I don't know. All I know is that that was, from my observations, and I don't know about you, but from my observations, it was the last time 
that humanity as a collective entity joined together <coughs> to experience that event and that everybody was on the edge of their seats hoping that a that we would accomplish our goal as a man as human beings and b that we would get these three men home safely and the entire world sort of held their breath <coughs> uh, collectively for the for for the, from again from my observation for the last time in human history i do not consider 911 to be one of those events <coughs> because that was not an event of uh, of constructive uh, progress for for mankind uh, and yeah. and it, it, it that event cho- uh, divided us even further and continues to divide us uh, to this day <coughs> so um, I think that what you folks are speaking of and by the way do you hold Italian uh, language classes because my Italian's getting better but you know <laughs> my pronunciation uh, you know it's not it's not terrible but you know I, I made it through so uh, Papalo spiritual is that right spiritual Yes, yes, spirituale. uh, uh, Spirituale uh, represents the union of people from around the world in a new popolo. Uh, It's uh, connected to human, spiritual, and universal values, and that, to me, is exciting. The prospects of getting to know other people who have different perspectives on life, sharing those different perspectives, that broadens my perspective, and I think that's real exciting, and it sounds to me like you folks are achieving a, a, a great thing there uh, in uh, Damanur. And uh, we're very excited to, to have had the opportunity, as brief as it is, because <clears throat> nothing is, nothing's forever, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but be that as it may, uh, who knows, maybe one day my wife and I will find our way out there uh, to visit and experience uh, the temple <clears throat> and, uh, and the people, uh, which... In some instances, I suppose you could say you're one and the same. Uh, and and uh, realize that, as you've already stated very well, nothing is impossible. I want to thank you so much for uh, sharing with us all of these ideas that, that are out there. And, and uh, Formica, I, wanna, uh, I really appreciate the fact that you've taken so much time out of your day to, to talk with us, and I hope that people will go to uh, Damanur.org and uh, find out more, maybe travel to Italy, to Damanur, to, to experience the, the energy and the people and the sights and sounds. Uh, you had some great sounds going on in the background there. You, obviously, you've got kids <clears throat> roaming around uh, 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 in, the, yes. in the place. <laughs> and that's exciting. I ha- there's no problem with that whatsoever. I love the 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 authentic <clears throat> the authentic sounds of uh, of uh, the locations where our guests are so absolutely fantastic. <laughs> um, Richard, it has been such a pleasure to stay here with you, and I really hope you can come visit visit us in, and I hope it will happen soon. And of course, there's a way to say also to everybody who's listening to us that they are absolutely welcome to come visit. We're really happy to share, you know, uh, everything 
with with everybody that feel inspired to to come and to to dream with us because life is dreaming you know yes. and uh, and we love to have dreamers all around us formica can cut uh, oh my goodness i had this down and then i blew it formica coriandolo i want to thank you again for yeah. joining us on the program i told you my italian's uh, getting better <laughs> absolutely yes richard well done and uh, for people who again want to get in touch with you uh go through the uh, the, the website uh, um, uh, daminur uh, dot uh, org by the way before i let you go let me ask you this question uh you may have answered in the first segment but those who have been listening for the length that we've been on what is the meaning of the word Daminur? Daminur means city of light. Seeking of light. City. So, oh, I'm sorry, city of light. City of light. And city of light. that's yes. what has been carved out of and hewn out of the earth. You've literally created <clears throat> an internal city of light. It's just absolutely magnificent. <laughs> we let you go again a quick invitation should you find yourself out here in santa barbara we'd love to to continue this conversation because there's so much more to talk about and i have three final questions for you but i want to remind our listeners of the podcasts as well as the radio broadcasts sundays at 7 a.m and 7 p.m and monday mornings at 1 a.m and the podcasts on soundcloud itunes TuneIn radio spotify stitcher etc my first question to you and i'm going to get this correct as we go forward who is Formica Coriandolo? <laughs> Formica Coriandolo is a 57 years old woman who came in Damanor uh, when she was uh, 21 years old. She was an electrician, she was a very independent character, and then when she came here and when she met this um, the, 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 the founders that were creating this new society in Damanor, she became an artist and she started to create 
uh, all the art in the temples, especially stained glasses, mm. some of the main paintings. Then she has changed so many times, and now she's the one that she's speaking with you. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you're doing now? I well, this is a very, very, very deep question. I want to achieve my spiritual freedom, and uh, it's a very it's a goal that requires every effort and that can give me every, everything I need. And finally, what is your life's purpose? My life's purpose? Yes. Well, my life purpose is to be able to, you know, to communicate with so many people and to be able to, to how can I say, to contaminate everybody with this enthusiasm that we can do everything together. <laughs> I want to really, really be able to touch the heart of as much as possible many people because I believe in dreams and I'm living the life that I, I dreamt and I hope that we can become dreamers because we human beings are all dreamers and I hope to be able to inspire other people to, to do not give up and to continue to create their own dreams and even more, not doing that alone, but together with others. This is really my main purpose. Well, again, <clears throat> we want to thank you so much for giving us so much time. This has been fabulous. And for sharing your story and the story of Daminur. And again, Daminur.org is the website you want to go to. And uh, we again thank you once again for uh, being with us. My guest today has been the if you will, the communications director of sorts for Daminur, Formica Coriandolo. And uh, we are uh, coming to the end of our program, and we certainly hope that you will uh, check out more information about Daminur and uh, also uh, the program that you're uh, listening to and support us if you can. And until next time, I'm Richard Dugan. This has been Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until next time, love. Talal.